Welcome to the German Mullins podcast, where we take a deep dive into education to help you optimize your life. I am Jeremy, your host. I'm here today with my co-host, Mr. Reno. Well, I'm good, sir. Back at it again, my man. Teaching, educating, having a good time with it. Maybe a few dad jokes along the way, but <laughs> we got to increase our dad jokes. Someone told me the other day, it's like, hey, you guys aren't, you're not, you know, cracking up as much as we, we normally know you are. But I think we take it serious sometimes. So maybe we need to lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, I think sometimes we get caught in the just uh, what our topic is. And we're just like, yeah. let's, let's go through it instead of it just being a conversation. But um, yeah, when you get, I think mean, that's what social media is for. You get to know us in person on social media. It it comes out there. Well, and I think a lot of it, you know, is is like you said in the beginning, you know, the goal is to educate and help people. And I think, you know, not that taking things serious here in the the first you know season of the the podcast if you want to call it a season you know it's been a bad thing but you know we're we're having fun don't worry guys we're having fun um you know educating and, and talking about some stuff and and you know enjoying the process right you know and today you know we're gonna talk about tracking our foods logging our foods you know what are the pros what are the cons what's my opinion on it you know should you do it should you not do it all of that good stuff right um and really, I you know, for me, I've been tracking my food all my life, right? Mm-hmm. Tracking it from the plate to my <laughs> mouth <laughs> to my belly. See, there we go. There we go. We'll start this one with the dad joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. I, I was just saying, like tracking macros. I think you know, depending on where people are at in their journey, what education that they've had, it can mean different stuff, right? Um, and I really want to point out that, you know, we use the term tracking macronutrients because my education is based on macronutrients, right? So we want to track those protein, those carbs, and those, those fats. But once again, I, I want to point out that journaling is a form of tracking, okay? Because I think, you know, when we say tracking macros, it goes to what some people have heard before, like, well, if it fits your macros, right? The diet if it'll fit your macros. And that's the only way you track macros, but that's not the case. Like any nutritional plan out there, whether you're talking keto, low carb, high carb, paleo, any nutrition program that you do, I think that you should track that nutrition program to really learn the ins and outs of the foods that you like to eat. Right. And this is, I'll just start with my personal opinion and what I've seen throughout practice. I truly want people to track for a short period of time at a minimal um, practice because you truly learn your foods. We're creatures of habit. We eat the same foods kind of over and over again, whether those are high quality, good foods or whether they're your favorite, um, I'm doing quotation, bad foods, right? Like those are the foods that we eat over and over. So I want you to learn what's in them so that you can make better decisions for what fuels your body better. And it goes into a lot of the previous podcasts of performance. Like that's when we'll start to see um, how well you're you're performing on what you're tracking. If if we kind of if he doesn't see if Jeremy doesn't see what you're eating and how you're eating, then we don't know why you're not performing the way you need to. Hundred percent goes into you know what we talked about before. Like the most important thing is to build a baseline, and then we can make adjustments off that baseline. Okay. Now I will preface and say this. You know, tracking your nutrition and tracking your macros, like how long you should do it, how often you should do it, et cetera, is 
just like nutritional plans, just like exercise plans. There is not a one size fits all approach. I want you to understand that I've got clients that, you know, um, want to track forever. This was something new. Like I personally would let, like, if you ask me, Jeremy, do you want to track your food forever? I'd be like, no. Right. Like I generally track, you know, eight to 10 weeks, you know, a year, maybe right. When I need to tighten down on things, that's when I will, you know, track my nutrition or if I'm trying a different nutritional approach, I will track there just for the knowledge and the experience. But like, that's my goal for most people is to get you where you're not having to track day in and day out. Right. You can maintain your health. You can maintain your performance. You can do well without having to track. But what I've learned is like a lot of my people is like, Jeremy, I want to track for the rest of my life. I, I feel like I have more control. I don't feel as bad when I do bad because I know that I've done good X amount of days. So I never really, you know, I never really looked at it from that side of the thing that or that side of the equation that there might be people who want to track because they feel like it helps them control their nutrition much better. Yeah. And I think that goes into it like, uh, whether you want to do it for the rest of your life or do it a little bit like like you do for eight to ten weeks, um, I'm on the I I probably do it six to seven months out of the year, um, but again that control when I know whether you do it all the time or just a little bit, you at least have a little bit of no. So when you do deviate, um, you have a path back or you at least you know it's not the end of the world. Hundred percent, and and you know I tell people all the time, and this is why I want people to track when they fall off track. You know, you should track, you know, if you go and have a Java chip Frappuccino from Starbucks and the, the, that used to be the espresso brownie. I think they name it something else now. So I'm kind of dating myself when I, you know, as far <laughs> back when I went to, to Starbucks, right. And, you know, that is a thousand calories plus. If you do a grande Java chip Frappuccino plus a brownie from Starbucks, it is a thousand calories. Think about that. If you're like, well, you know, I'm just going to eat whatever today and not track it. You, you don't become aware of that. So I think it's very important that when we say, you know, you know, when you go down the rabbit hole of I'm going to track my food, I'm going to track my macronutrients, track everything, the good, the bad, the ugly and everything in between, because that's where the knowledge comes from. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm reading here. Um, this is from Statista. Uh, but four in 10 Americans follow a nutrition rule. Um, so not necessarily a diet, but we'll right. just call journaling a one of those rules. Um, only 40 percent of people are may be aware of what they're eating so yeah sorry um yeah you have mail i have mail <laughs> that's yeah crazy four and ten and I, you're on the side of i bet yeah i bet it's less i bet 40 yeah. percent yeah and, and like i said i i i'm a big fan of tracking i think that everybody should track to learn what works for them. Right. And if I'm speaking, you know, let's speak fat loss, um, because I like to always try to put the image out there, like what clientele am I talking to? So people understand it. So if you're talking about fat loss, I think it's very important that you do track your macronutrients when you're losing body fat. Why? Because then you learn, okay, I can consume X amount of calories and hit, you know, protein and build to lose weight. Right. The problem that I've found though, and I was guilty of this, right? I personally was guilty of this over the course of my, my mid twenties, um, you know, to mid thirties or, or early thirties, I was really good at losing body fat and just as good as putting it back on. Yeah. Right. Because I learned, okay, well, Jeremy, if you eat, you know, 2000 calories, 2200 calories a day, you know, you go do X amount of exercise, you consume 200 plus grams of protein. You're going to lose body fat every time. I know it works. But then I would stop tracking once I got to goal. 
I never tracked and understood that, Jeremy, you could eat 3,000 calories, 3,200 calories a day, and you can maintain your weight by doing X, Y, and Z inside your fitness routine. And it wasn't until I tracked during a maintenance period that that become aware to me or, or I was aware to that. And think about that, guys. This is what I was. This is what I do for a living. Right. This is what I've done from a living for a living since I was 18, 19 years old. And it took me that long to become aware of oh, well, Jeremy, you probably should track during maintenance so you know what to consume during maintenance. You know, so I think, you know, an important time to track is, of course, during fat loss but also during your maintenance. I think for those that are on their fat loss journey, you need to write that down. You need to make sure that you're aware of that. So that when you reach goal, that you continue, continue to track until you're in those maintenance calories so that you know what volume of food and how many calories you can consume to maintain. Is that when you see clients start to, it clicks in their head, like, oh, they were losing weight and they've always, obviously they're scared of gaining weight, but when they go through that maintenance phase, is that when you see that light bulb flick and they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because and you said it, people are afraid, right? Because, you know, if they've lost weight, they're comfortable there, right? They're comfortable on, you know, let's just throw it out there, 16, 1700 calorie diet. They're comfortable there. And when I try to bump them up to like 18, 19, like there's a fear. But what happens is with knowledge and experience, that fear will go away. So when they start consuming 2,000, 2,300 calories, I'm like, Jeremy, you know, I'm maintaining or, or even still losing a little bit. I'm like, yeah, pretty cool, right? So I, what I found is when they will track through their maintenance period, that definitely increases the likelihood that they're going to have success long term. That's awesome. Yeah, but. You know, let me take a step back, though, and, and, and say that, you know, before we even get there, right, maintenance, that, you know, when you start tracking macros, you have to decide it's worth worth it to you. That would be one thing that I would say is you have to decide like, hey, this is going to be worth my time and my effort because it is in the beginning. It is tough. It is. It takes time. It takes effort, right? You're going to have to measure your food out in the beginning because there's no way that you can eyeball what three to four ounces of chicken looks like. You're going to have to have a scale where you weigh this stuff out, right? Now, don't make the same mistake Reno made and try to use your, your scale in the bathroom, okay? You need okay. a food scale. <laughs> yeah. You need a food scale. You have to hold the chicken breast and then step <laughs> onto it. You need a food <laughs> scale that you can put in your you know kitchen where you know, you're weighing this stuff out and in and you'll get to know it. You'll get to be able to eyeball amounts and, and know what it is. Okay. But remember, you know, when we talk about counting macros, this means that you're keeping track of your food, you're weighing and measuring for accuracy inside of this, and you're tracking your food to get your calories and your macronutrients. Okay. Now the beautiful thing is all foods have calories, all foods have macronutrients. So any diet or any lifestyle nutrition is a macro-based diet. And that's why we teach macros in my education base, okay? But I would tell people, I definitely want to make sure that you understand that it is worth it. Because if you just go into it because I said so, because Reno, Reno, Reno said so, like, it, it's going to be hard. And you're going to more than likely give up because you're not 100% bought in to knowing that it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I feel like I say it every episode. Um the biggest time you're going to make your changes when, when you have to, not just because of someone told you to. Yep. And, and it is, listen, you know, some pros, I think to tracking, you know, macronutrients, one is the knowledge, right? So you are going to learn, which is awesome. You're going to learn about the foods, 
you know, and if you're, you're watching how you feel when you consume these foods, you're going to learn, you know, Oh, these foods make me feel good. I don't feel as good on these foods. So you're going to learn a lot of stuff, right? So, you know, I'd say one of the pros is knowledge in itself. A second pro to tracking your nutrients is it's accountability, right? Account, you know, yes, you have to be accountability to yourself, but you have to be accountable to the journal, right? A lot of people will not eat X, Y, and Z when they're tracking, right? Because they have to see that they have to turn it in. So there is a, a piece of that, that becomes very, very accountability from that aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with knowledge will become awareness, right? So they're having that awareness that's going to come, you know, into play, you know, just by being able to track the food, that awareness of X amount of this food has this calories in or that calories in it, you know, from that standpoint, um, kind of talking about once again, knowledge, awareness, this could go hand in hand, but we really get an eye open of what portion control looks like. Cause I think a lot of times, especially in America, our portions, what we think is a portion, we, we don't understand how many calories are in those. So when you start weighing and measuring things out, you'll be really surprised, you know, how many calories are in certain things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you go to McDonald's and you get your small little hamburger and fries and it comes out to whatever, compared to when you make it to the house. Um, that's a big eye opener in and of itself. Um, but that's the biggest thing that I was the wow factor. Yeah. Uh, when I started tracking, was it 20? Oh, I mean, I mean, tracking since early college, but 2018, 2019, it was like, this was, this is why I need to track is it's a little eye opener and not just because of um, it helps me stay accountable to what I need. And and the last thing I have down for a pro and the cool thing about this one, it can slide over into the cons, right? So, you know, the other thing is I think tracking is good for people who have maybe looked at a food and tried to deprive it, you know, like carbohydrate that we've talked about before people like, well, I just can't do any carbs. No, no, no. A lot you can, right. And by tracking you, you can actually learn and realize that you can consume carbohydrate and have success, right. You don't have to cut them all out in order to lose weight. But I would also say that, you know, a downfall to tracking macronutrients is the individuals that look at it. Well, if it fits my macros, I can have it, right? Because just tracking and looking at numbers without looking at quality of food is going to be a negative there, right? Because it's not about, you know, you're not taking into consideration the quality of the food that is available. You know, you're just looking at numbers and looking at at macros from that standpoint. So that's where, you know, I think that's a little bit of a, a uh, could be positive in the fact that you find you don't have to deprive yourself from everything. You can work th- some things in by seeing if it fits your numbers, but then you can't go hundred percent on just numbers. You have to look at, okay, what is the quality of food that I am consuming, you know, inside of this, this plan. Uh, what's the importance on like, you, you talk about tracking macros and I've been to many of your uh, education uh, kind of summits at CrossFit gyms or military or whatever. When you, when you say, Hey, raise your hand, um, for the people that are journaling their, for their food or tracking their food uh, compared to the people that um, have never heard what a macronutrient is uh, to begin with. Um, I know we see it all the time, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Jared, no, I do track my food. I track this, I track this. But then you go, okay, what's your macros? And they look at you with a blank face. Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, just, okay, the differentiation, you know, I say it is okay. Well, tracking your food is different, right? So if you're just writing your food down, that is bringing you awareness hundred percent, you know, it is building a baseline 100%, you know, but when we're saying tracking, like, yeah, it's getting in there and tracking everything, right? Not just watching calories, 
not, you know, just not watching protein or just watching carbs. It is tracking everything. And like we said, you know, and we talked about this position paper and I'm sorry, I don't know if we talked about our last podcast. I've done a lot of education this week, but, you know, I was looking at the, the case study where it talked about there has been no studies that show a particular diet plan, right, is better than the other when the, it's an isocaloric diet, meaning the calories are the same and protein is accountable for, right? So when you're saying we got to track, I think it's very important at a minimum that we track protein and calories. I'm okay to let the carbs and the fats go a little bit, right? But if you're tracking protein and calories, you're having to track your carbs and fats in there too, okay? Now, with that, Rena, I would not be against someone just tracking portion control, right? If as a starting point, they're like, hey, Jeremy, I'm doing a palm of protein, a fist of veggies, and a fist of carbohydrate, and that's their journaling. We could work with that, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. We could work with that for someone in the beginning and, and be able to, to then change some stuff from over that from that way. Cool. Yep. Now, I would like to point out a couple of places I would say, you know, like, journaling may be brought at the table. Okay. If there's a past history of, you know, like an eating disorder, um, you know, or I see inside a clientele that it's really, you know, pushing it, um, you know, from the standpoint of like maybe causing some problems from the eating standpoint, then we would cut it off. So a lot of my clients do open up if they've ever had a past eating disorder and it's a conversation we have. I'm like, do you feel comfortable tracking? And some of them be like, yes, so, you know, I have no more issues with this. This was in the past and they're good to go. Some are like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable tracking. And, and something like that I could do is like, hey, would you be okay tracking one day, showing me what you normally do? And then we can adjust from there. And and we're, we do that one time, right? So, you know, there is some some situations that I would say, you know, hey, we probably shouldn't track, you know, in that case. But I truly believe, you know, two of the most important, you know, times to track is one when you're first getting started to learn the knowledge become so self-aware of the foods that you eat on a normal basis. Well, how many calories are in it? What protein, carbs, and fats are in it? How it affects you? And then two, once you reach your goal, tracking until you get to a maintenance level. So you understand how many calories you can actually consume on a daily basis and maintain your weight, right? So I think that is so important. Um, you know, we're talking about fat loss journey. And then for those that are gaining muscle, same thing. Because I'll have these, these a lot of times guys will come to me and like, Jeremy, I can't gain muscle. I can't gain muscle. And then I'll have them start tracking their food. And I'm like, dude, you're eating 1,800 calories, mm -hmm. right? 28-year-old, you know, wanting to put on muscle tissue, only eating 1,800 calories because they just think they're eating a lot more than what they, what they do, right? So I, I see it on both sides of the spectrum, you know. Um, for just to go into a little bit of the value for if someone's not working with you and they're listening to this, um, what, what would be, and you can just overview, this could be a whole nother podcast. What's, what's a good way for, or what's a advice that you'd give someone on how to track without tracking that might be having a disorder, eating disorder or something. Yeah. So to, to track without tracking, I think it goes to, you know, kind of falls back to, you know, um, if I want to go with an American Dietetic Association, you know, we got the my plate, which we recommend, or like what I teach is P, P squared. So we'd go back to that, right? I would look at the individual's goals. I would say, okay, hey, you know, we need to look at just doing P squared. And that's the primary protein source with each meal and each snack, and then a produce with each meal and each snack. Then I would give them kind of eyeballing how much you would want to consume, right? So 
Um, you know, a, a deck of cards is roughly three ounces, a, a computer mouse, roughly three ounces. So I might say, hey, we need to do two decks of cards. That's six ounces or palm. Your palm is generally, you know, around five to six ounces. Just giving them some ideas of what to do and then have them go out and implement that. Right. Or just write down what they consume. Right. Without tracking anything as far as the volume goes, they just write down what they're consuming. Um, so there's multiple ways to look at it if, if we feel like something's there. Um, or if not, we just educate, right. And they don't track, you know, and, and I think that's what, you know, I talked about in the beginning is, Hey, I truly understand there's not a one size fits all when it comes to tracking a hundred percent get it. And that, and you know, for me, like I said, I don't want to track every single day of my life. Right. Because once you develop the habits, right. Like don't need to track. And, 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 and you mentioned a little bit of this online in my mind, I do to a certain degree, cause I make sure I hit my protein every day. Right. You know, so I had my, my, um, you know, almond or almond, uh, coconut. No, gosh, I'm drawing blank. Oat milk. There we go. My oat milk, my soft granola this morning, you know, with five eggs, that was breakfast. Um, and then I just had, uh, one of the RTD, you know, protein shakes, you know, so in my mind, I'm kind of keeping track of my protein throughout the day, you know, but I'm not journaling if that makes, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think anyone that's tracking, especially in the first format, it does good. If you have my fitness pal, same thing. Um, cause you can scan it and have a better idea of what you're getting, but, um, yep. the, the mental side of it was the most powerful for me. I I'm more aware. And if you listen to the last episode, uh, the traveling portion, um, you're just, you're able to look at something and know if you can necessarily fit it or, 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 yep. uh, make it helpful to you. You know, so I think, you know, just to summarize it is one, remember guys and gals, there's not a one size fits all approach. Okay. When it comes to journaling, what works for one person may not work for another, you know, and you have to decide that it is worth it to you to start journaling. I think the two biggest things I would want people to journal is on their journey, whether that is getting to a goal via fat loss or getting muscle tissue. And then the maintenance part, especially for my fat loss journey. Okay. Making sure that you track during maintenance is going to be key along with that. And then remember, some people want to track for the rest of your life. That is totally fine. Cool. Go for it. Some people might only track, you know, once or twice a year just to dial things in if they gain a little bit of weight. That's great too, right? Understand that, you know, once you get so much self-awareness and these things become habits, that whether you track or whether you not track, as long as you're having success, doesn't matter to us. Like we're not going to kick you off the island, right? Off the podcast island, you know, if you're not just, you know, journaling a certain amount of time. Um, so I hope that brings some, some, you know, happiness to people. I hope that brings some clarity to people. I hope that, you know, maybe helps relieve some stress for people that are in new in their journey and thinking that they're going to have to do this for the rest of their life. Or I think it hope it brings some, some, you know, anxiety relief to the person who thinks, man, I've got to keep doing this. That's okay too, right? You're learning and it's a habit at the end of the day. And as long as you're having success, I'm cool with it, which either approach that you would like to take. Yep. And if you're not in the first, I recommend the first format 100%, uh, add Jeremy's your coach. But if you're not there yet, my fitness pal obviously costs, but there's a chronometer. I can put it in the show notes. Uh, it's a free macro counting. Um, that way you can get an idea. You can scan everything just like the other apps, but get in there and just understand what you're consuming. Um, and then really just having a plan. So this will help you have a plan. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not a really good salesman, but Hey, if you want to work with me, you can work with me on the first form app, just download the first form app from the app store or Google play. 
add me via your advisor, putting the email, Jeremy at firstform.com. It is $12.99 a month, unless there's taxes in your state or something, but $12.99 a month. Um, and that gets you access to my coaching. I don't charge uh, for my coaching. I, I coach everything and all my people on the app uh, platform. We do a couple of team calls a week. So usually Tuesday, Thursdays, we do calls um, at noon Eastern time where it's further education. Um, and of course we educate here on the podcast, right? But you know, the, the hard thing is I, I do concepts here in the podcast. And as we mentioned earlier and with the tracking, you know, I like to see certain numbers and then I can make adjustments based on results. I can't do that unless I'm actively coaching. So guys, I hope you, this, we're filming this on Friday. I don't know what day it's going to drop, but if you hear this on a Friday, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. If you hear this on a Monday, just stay tuned to the weekend and I hope you have a great weekend. Appreciate your guys' uh, support. And if you have any questions. Bye.